0: Amen, amen, amen. Hey, I just wanna say another welcome wherever you're joining us from. I wanna tell you, uh, I hope that you're in your home right now enjoying the presence of God that we're enjoying right here in church because God is moving, friends. I wanna tell you that God is on the move and I wanna encourage you today if I can. Uh, You're gonna hear it with your heads, but I want you to hear it in your hearts this morning. I want God to speak to your hearts. Maybe you got a weary heart. Maybe you're asking God for clarity uh, on the inside. Maybe you're seeking truth for the story that God has called you in your life. Well, I believe God is gonna speak to you today. And I just wanna say, worship team, you are on fire this morning. You're on fire this morning. If you believe our worship team are leading us strong, why don't you just shout a big amen in the comments. Tap your neighbor if you're in your home. If you've got your spouse close by, let her know, let he know. It's gonna be a good day. Just write that in the comments there. It's gonna be a good day in church. Come on, let's pray. Jesus, move us. Move us from a place of comfort to a place of calling. Move us from what our eyes can see to what our hearts believe. Move us from being aware, so aware of the darkness around us to being aware of the light that shines inside us. Move us today toward your promise, Jesus, we pray. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, well, it's been an interesting week, and obviously we're excited uh, about next week. Uh, we're excited about Love Week. We're excited about blessing the city. And so um, I guess wherever you are joining us from right now, you need to know that you can be involved about in, in that kind of moment next week as we as we get out there and bless the city we're adding value uh, to people's lives next week check out everything link foundation it's all available all our social media channels are talking about it um, but there's an excitement because last weekend obviously we celebrated our birthday and uh, for those of you are wondering can we take a seat of course you can you can relax it's awesome I'd well, like you to stay tar that'd be awesome we celebrated our birthday last week, and it was a moment just to have some fun with our church, and to see your smiles was a blessing to me, but I, I want to stay on the theme of celebration. I just feel like we're in a moment where it demands that we get on the front foot of celebration. We don't get distracted by the chaos. Uh, I was um, in home this week with my family, and our home our home is noisy. God knows, God knows He's teaching me something, but... Uh, we're sitting at home this week and I was talking to my little boy. It was just before bedtime, in fact, and we had read him a bedtime story. And he's had this kind of theme at the moment where he's a bit scared of the dark. And I think kids go through this season in their lives. And so uh, he's lying in bed and it's a bit dark for him. So he says to me, he says, Daddy, please turn off the dark. So I look at him. Tess looks at me as if to say, What are you going to say to that? And I say to him, Boy, you can't turn off the dark, but I can turn on a light. And he looked back at me as a two-year-old would, as if to say like, what do you even mean? But I know, I was speaking to his head, but he was hearing it in his heart. There's a principle, friends. You cannot turn off the dark that surrounds us, but you can turn on the light that shines inside of us. And I wanna do that today because I wanna stick with the theme of celebration. Jesus' 12th birthday or 12th year of his life, if you like, is where we're gonna be hanging out. It's in the story of Luke. You can go there with me. It's Luke chapter 2. The title of my message, if you're writing notes, is simply this, How to Stay Strong and Live Long, Be Young. I think, hang on, (laughs) let me just check. How to grow strong and stay young, that's right. God knows he's working in my life right now. All right, Luke chapter two, beginning at verse 41, says this, every year his parents went to Jerusalem for the feast of Passover. When he was 12 years old, take note, links 12, take note, we're gonna hang in this theme for a bit, as was customary for the feast, according to custom. After the feast was over, while his parents were returning home, the boy Jesus stayed behind in Jerusalem. Jerusalem was the gathering place of God's people. Jerusalem was, if you like, the modern day church. It wasn't exact, but it was a picture of, a reminder of the point of gathering. Jerusalem was home, if you like, for believers. But they were unaware of it as parents. Thinking that He was in their company, they traveled on for a day. I've never understood this. And they began looking for Him among their relatives and friends. And when they did not find Him, they went back to Jerusalem to look for Him. And after three days, by the way, whenever you see three days in the Bible story, resurrection is about to take place. Something that was dead is about to come to life in Jesus' name. After three days, they found Him in the temple courts, sitting among the teachers, listening to them and asking them questions. Everyone who heard Him was amazed at his understanding and his answers. And when his parents saw him, they were astonished. This word astonished is not like excited. This word astonished is, what were you thinking? His mother said to him, son, why have you treated us like this? Your father, watch this, your father and I have been anxiously searching for you. Why were you searching for me, he asked. Didn't you know I'd be about my father's business? Did you see what just happened there? Mary says, your father and I, Jesus says, but I'm with my father. Watch watch the change that's taking place. Watch the security that Jesus is operating in as he realizes the true heavenly father's voice over his life. "Why were you searching for me? I'm in my father's house." verse 50. But they did not understand what he was saying to them. And then he went down to Nazareth with them and was obedient to them. But his mother Mary treasured these things in her heart. And Jesus grew in wisdom In stature, in favor with God, and in favor with men. The title of my message, again, if you're writing down notes, is How to Grow Strong and Stay Young. How to Grow Strong and Stay Young. I don't know about you, but I feel like this year has aged a bunch of us. I mean, for sure, we're believing that we're gonna come out stronger, but how many of you believe that sometimes it's like, where did life go? What just happened to the last few days? Days roll on, kind of weeks roll on, months roll on. And we look back and we go, we're just feeling a little bit older. We're just feeling like time has been, we use this word, lost. Well, I want to tell you, friends, that God has a different thought for today. God has a different idea for you today. You see, maybe, here's the big idea, maybe maturity, which is what we all want, is less about age and more about appetite. Think about that. Maybe maturity, which is to be strong in ourselves, which is to be secure in our identities, which is to be sure in our callings, it's to be, it's to be bold in what we're called to do in worship, amen, it's to, be, it's to be sure that when we step out of our house on a Monday morning, we know what we're about. To be mature is an exciting thing, but maybe it's less about age and more about appetite. I want to give you three simple ideas today, if you like, wherever you're joining us from, Three simple ideas where I believe will help you grow strong in Jesus and stay young in Jesus. The first idea from the story of Luke chapter 2 is simply this. Write this down. Stay clear of the clock. Stay clear of the clock. To say it another way, time is on our side. When I was, a quick story, when I was one years old, uh, I don't remember this, but it's a cool story. My mom tells everybody. But when I was one years old, or at my first birthday, uh, p- people were arriving at my folks' house to come and celebrate my birthday party with me. And as they were arriving, uh, I was exiting. No one knew, but I was on my way out. What I did was I climbed on a little black plastic motorbike, as every young kid knows about and every parent is aware of. And I cl- at the age of one, I climbed on my black plastic motorbike and I took a trip out of home. I left the home. Everyone was arriving for my party and I was going on an adventure. And true story now, it took some time before they actually actually found me. It It wasn't like a simple cute moment. Oh, he's just down the road. I was gone. I was out of sight, all right? And the neighbors, the neighbors found me. Some would say a kilometer plus, others a couple of hundred meters. I was one, who really knows? But the neighbors found me that far away from home. They found me, not even my parents. And I I thought about this story and as I was thinking about today, how we need to stay clear of the clock, I was thinking about how in that moment, many would say I was the one lost. But I was thinking about how I was having a blast. So the question is to be asked, was I lost having the adventure of my life or were they thinking that it was out of their control? See, who was living in the time frame of freedom? And for sure, I'm not preaching to parents to let their kids disappear three Ks down the road. I'm just helping you understand that I was having, I was gonna call this message Lost and Loving It because actually something takes place in the Jesus story where the parents go back to their routine of life. He hangs out with his father in the temple and he is the one that seems lost, but he's the one who's found and they may be the ones who are lost. Stay clear of the clock. Time is on our side. I love it how Jesus was never in a rush. Here He's 12 years old showing it to us, but in John chapter six, there's a story of Jesus just having fed thousands. And it's this amazing story. And Jesus, it says, He retreats to a hillside to be in silence with His Father. And you know what the crowd does? The crowd does what they always do. They come looking for Him. And the crowd gathers up around Him and His disciples come to Him and they say, Jesus. Everyone's here. They need to see you. We need to see them. What are we going to do? And you know what Jesus says? Let's head across to the other side of the lake. Time was on His side. Friends, I want to encourage you today. If you want to grow strong and stay young, you need to carry a spirit that stays clear of the clock. Stays clear of the clock. Jesus, under the pressure of the crowd, says, come on, let's head across to the other side. He had an extra second, friends. Have you ever noticed a player that has an extra second on the field? Have you ever noticed a, a Dan Carter, if you like, always has an extra second on the ball, always an extra second. A Roger Federer, always an extra second. There was just something, there's something about players that have, Michael Jordan, they said he always had an extra second. Every other player on the, on the park was according to the clock, but Jordan had an extra second. Stay clear of the clock, friends. You see, they are two, um, two types of time. Can I preach a little bit today? If you're receiving this, wherever you you're joining us from, just shout out a big amen. There are two types of time. There's Kronos time, it's what I wear on my wrist. It tells me when my next meeting is. It tells me when my kind of day ends. It tells me when the next day starts. It tells me what my routine looks like. It's called Kronos. But there's this other type of time which Jesus lived by called Kairos time. And Kairos time was the God time. It was where's God called you to be, not the crowd. So when the crowd rocks up and says, Jesus, you're due. He goes, that's Kronos, let's walk with Kairos. And he takes a step across the lake. I wonder if we, in this moment in time, come on, let's just be honest for a, for a second. We've been so caught up in lockdown that as soon as lockdown lifts a little bit, we go straight back onto Kronos time, straight back onto the calendar, straight back onto the agenda, straight back into busy. And maybe, but maybe God is calling the church, friends. How many of you know that? Calling the church to live by Kairos time. Stay clear, of the clock. I'm not saying don't show up for your next meeting, get there early. What I am saying is be about your father's business. Be about your father's business. Say, so write this down if you're there. If just because you're busy with stuff doesn't mean you're becoming strong, how to grow strong and stay young? Jesus gets found, friends. They found him in the temple. And they say to him, what are you doing? Your father and I are looking for you. To which he replies, but I'm with my father. I'm not on the world clock or time. I'm on the system of heaven. Friends, I wanna encourage you, if you're listening to me right now, if you're hearing what God is saying, I wanna encourage you, hear what heaven has to say. Be on heaven's time frame. Don't adjust to the world so quickly that you lose out on what heaven is trying to say. You know, it's interesting when my children, when, they, when they're wanting me to engage them, they say this, watch me, Daddy, which is to say, I don't care about your time, Dad. I want your attention. You see, we, we always say they need our time. That is half true. But what they really want is our attention. Friends, listen, you've got time in your life. You have to be certain places. You have to do certain things. Heaven isn't asking for all of your time. It's calling for your attention. Stay clear of the clock. Does heaven have your attention today? Does your heavenly Father have your attention today? Those of you on Facebook, can I preach to you for just a second? Hang in for another 15 minutes. I know your other friend just invited you to follow some other thing and somebody else got a party happening and you're liking your other friend's comments and you just, you're kind of in the, hang in here, scar us, it's God speaking. Matthew six says, seek first the kingdom of God and all these things will be added to you. Can I encourage you today, stay clear of the clock. Be about your father's business. The second thing I wanna uh, give you as a tool for growing strong but staying young is to stay curious. Stay curious or comparison might kill you. Stay curious. So I was thinking about curiosity because there's, like, there's this tag out there. You've heard it before. Curiosity, say it with me. Killed the cat. Do you know it never used to be the word curious? Did you know that? We added curious because we didn't know how to handle the first word. It was actually care. Killed the cat, which is an overly cautious mind towards something that doesn't interest you will take you out. Curiosity is the wrong word, so Shakespeare redeemed it. Shakespeare redeemed it. He said, Yeah, curiosity killed the cat, but satisfaction brought it back. Did you know that? That's new news for me. I feel like I'm just preaching to our worship team today. I'm just gonna take a trip. I think they're doing what they need to do. You guys are looking amazing. We might just sing again just now because we're on Kairos time. Satisfaction brought it back. You see, when you have a curious mind, we're living in a world that is critical, not curious. Critical, in fact, a good friend of mine, Andre Barnard, I call him the panther or doctor, Barnard, he said to me the other day, he said, stay curious because comparison will kill you. He went on to explain it to me and he said, here's what happens. We, we start out curious toward other people. How did they build that business? Or how did that church do that thing? Or how did these people change their lives? We're curious, but then what ends up happening is we become, comparison. we start to play the comparison game. So what starts out as I'm just curious about how they did that becomes comparing as if I'm doing it better or worse or in between. And he said, Dill, stay curious. The moment it becomes comparison, check out, because curiosity is the playground for growth, he said. You know what I love about Jesus? He's curious. It actually says in the Bible story, you can go and read it again. Go and read it in Luke 2 again, 41 to 52. It says Jesus was asking questions and the leaders of the temple were astonished at the questions he was asking. His curiosity was captivating. Jesus is the son of God, friends. Can we just put ourselves in the story? He's the son of God. He knows the story inside out. He was intrigued how they saw it. When last did you ask a question? that left the person you were talking to intrigued by the question you're just asking. Like when last did you ask your children the question? I know if you're like me, we don't ask too many questions. We just lay down the gauntlet. I know, don't be judging me as parents right now. A couple of smiley faces would help support a brother. But if I'm honest, most times I'm just going, fix it, don't touch it, do this, fix that, change that, time frame, time frame, clock frame, chronos frame, critical frame but it's beautiful when you ask your kid, what do you think about this? Because they're the ones asking you all the time, aren't they? What's this, Dad, what's this, Dad? And I go, well, what do you think it is? Why do you think the leopard's so unique, son? Why do you think that you shouldn't touch the stove, son? Why do you think that church is the best place in the world to be? Dad, why do I have to go to church this weekend? Well, why do you think the church is so important? What do you think's happening there that you might enjoy today? Curiosity is a powerful, powerful thing. I wonder if we're losing a bit of our curious because we're shifting toward critical. To be curious is to be eager to learn and grow in something. Jesus had an intrigue for the Bible story and how it was interpreted by others. I want to build a church where people are intrigued by the Bible story. I would love you to go home today and say, "Dill said a whole bunch of stuff, but i got some questions. Then we're winning. Then we're winning. Ask God your questions. Do life with Jesus, asking Him great questions. Stay curious. It speaks of humility. It speaks of humility. I love how it says, everyone who heard Him was amazed, was amazed. I'll be honest. I don't know when last somebody was amazed by the questions that I asked. I'm most often trying to prove to them what I can do because I'm in the comparison game for what somebody else has. But when I just start asking out of intrigue, how did you build that beautiful business? How did you raise teenage children? I'm not even there yet. Let me ask someone who might be. How How did you shape that story? How did you become that person? Stay curious, friends. Stay clear of the clock. Stay curious. If this is speaking to you, can I get a good amen? And the last thing I wanna speak about today is stay hearers of the heart. How to grow strong and stay young. How to be mature, how to become our best selves, how to to, to grow strong, but how to stay young. Jesus was 12, but He was amazing people. Who's to say you have to be in your 40s or 50s or 60s to have gained a level of mature experience? You can be 12 and amaze people. How? By staying clear of the clock. Be about your father's business. By staying curious. Don't develop a critical spirit. And the third one is by staying hearers of the heart. I'd like to just layer this thought one more time this morning. It says that everyone was astonished at Him. Mary and kind of Joseph are like irritated in some ways by Him. Like, what were you thinking, son? Jesus says, well, I don't know why you were looking for me. I'm the one who's found. He's on a different time check. And it says... No one understood him. You can read the story. It says, they did not understand what he was saying. And then it says, but his mother Mary pondered these things in her heart. She pondered it in her heart. Don't try and make sense of the supernatural, friends. May we never be the church that tries to become our best, strongest, most secure selves up here. I'm all about the mind, I'm all about the thinking, I'm all about habits that form a thinking that shapes. But I'm telling you right now, the power of the gospel impacts your heart. It's from the inside out. The good news begins on the inside. If God is speaking to your heart this morning, you're about to transform your life. You see, we need to be hearers of our heart. It says no one else understood, they couldn't make sense of it in their minds, but Mary pondered these things in her heart. Do you know how many times, do you know how many times God has told me to do something it hasn't made sense with my mind or my head, but it's burning in my heart. You know how many times God has stirred me with a word to go and speak to a friend and I'm thinking, I don't know if this is gonna make sense to them. I don't even know if this message counts, but it's burning in my heart, friends. I believe there are fires burning in hearts across every home engaged with this message right now. I do believe this. I believe there's a fire burning. Maybe it's just simmering. Can I light it up a little bit? Can I breathe fresh air in it? Can I tell you that God is speaking to you that that little simmer is the signature of heaven in your life? You don't need to make sense of everything you're gonna do with your life. You just need to be sure of the fire that burns on the inside and frame your life around it. Be hearers of the heart. By the way, if it's in your heart and it's burning, if it ain't life-giving, it ain't from Him. The Spirit of God is life-giving. Dill, this thing's burning on my heart and He's telling me to go and have it off with somebody. I don't know about that. Maybe He's telling you to have it off with yourself so you can be free with somebody, I don't know. But, but actually what God is trying to say is get your heart pure so that you can hear what heaven has to say. Be hearers of the heart. And uh, I was thinking about how in this moment in time there's a lot we're trying to make sense of with our heads. Come on, if we're all honest, like let's just have an honest moment. Can you, just, can you just kind of walk off to the corner of your lounge if you're at home? Can you just kind of stop your car if you're driving? Can you just listen to me for a second? We're trying to make sense of everything with our heads and it's not making sense. We need to be hearers of our hearts. The heart is powerful. The heart is powerful. Someone actually said something recently which was so profound, I'll start to close. He said, when it's hard, Go easy, cycling terminology. So that when it's easy, you can go hard. What he was trying to say is, when life is hard, when darkness surrounds us, Go easy on your heart. Don't let it become discouraged. Don't demand too much of yourself when there actually isn't too much you can do, all right? Go easy on yourself. Allow your heart to rest. Be pure. Take comfort. Like this is not a season where you need to prove yourself. This is a season where you need to rest yourself. So when things change, when when levels of normal come back or whatever it looks like, when, when it gets easier, we can go harder. Don't be too hard on yourself now. Don't make sense of it with your head. Let your heart engage it. Catch it in your spirit. Bible says man looks at the outward appearance, God looks at the heart. How many times have you walked into a business meeting and you can't make sense of it and you're like fussing through it in your head? I believe God wants to speak to your heart. He's going to give you words in your heart that reframe things in business, that open new conversations in business. How many times in your marriage, come on, can I just talk to spouses just for a second in marriage? You're at a head. We even use that language. We can't make headway. That's because it's headway. You need to make hard way. You're dealing with it, trying to make sense of it. She's not like you. He's nothing like you. How many of you know guys and girls, we're not the same. And so when you're standing here trying to make sense of it with your head, what are you got to do? Let it get into your heart. I'm for them. I want to love them. I don't need to be like them. Children aren't like adults. Don't try and engage them in the head game. Work with them in the heart game. Let them know they are loved. Let them know they are chosen. Let them know that they are set apart. I'm trying this so much. When I feel like my, my, my daughters, my son's still figuring out, when they're starting to have it on with me, I'm like, I'm not gonna play the head game. I'm gonna get into their hearts. You're chosen. You're loved. I'm for you in this home. I want you to be yourself in this home. You can throw a tantrum, and I'll never stop loving you, kind of. Maybe, sure, I'm not sure. You, <laughs> Dad. Give me another chuckle there. Hey, wherever you are, can I pray for you? You see, Jesus gets lost, but actually it's Him found. And I really feel God is calling the church to get lost in Kairos time again. Be on the schedule you've been called to, but be found with heaven's attention. Kairos time. I feel like God's calling the church to be curious about what He's saying, Curious. Not what we think, not what others are saying. Curious, Jesus, what are you saying in lockdown? Jesus, what are you saying through this pandemic? Jesus, what are you stirring? And finally, I feel like when all that starts to happen, don't make sense of it with your head. Ponder it in your heart. This is a heart game. Come on, wherever you are, I wanna pray with you. Jesus, I thank you that you modeled to us how to stay strong and be young. I thank you, Jesus, that at 12 years old, you gave us a framework for faith that will bless us, bless us for the rest of our lives. And I pray, Jesus, that for everybody listening to this right now, I pray for every heart, every home, every, every person engaged right now, I pray, Jesus, that You would speak to them. Help them to see the power of staying clear of the clock of other people's expectations. Help them to see the power of staying curious and avoiding the comparison game. And help them to see what it means, Jesus, to stay a hero of the heart. Holy Spirit, I pray that you would speak to people today. Even as you're speaking to us in this room, this auditorium, even as you're speaking to people through the lenses of cameras, Holy Spirit, I pray that you would speak to us so clearly and so compellingly that we would leave this moment pondering something new in our hearts. So I'm asking you, Holy Spirit, speak. And I'm asking you, wherever you are listening to this, if you would ask the Holy Spirit, what's He saying to you? And as He speaks, friend, Could you write it down? Could you write down what He's saying in your heart long before it makes sense with your head? Could you do that now? Thank you, Jesus. I wanna pray for a second group of people if you're joining us. If you're locked in, if you're engaged and you're sensing there is something God is doing, I wanna pray for you right now. Because I believe for many people, they hear this and they go, I wanna do the Jesus thing. I wanna walk the Jesus way. But something isn't quite connecting. Friends, there is a transition moment in our lives, and this may be yours right now. There's a transition moment in our lives where the reason we don't trust what's in our heart, where the reason we can't stay curious or the reason we can't live on God's time is because we're too governed by the world's ways. We're still under the world's leadership. And what Jesus says is, Take my yoke upon you. He says this, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except by me. If you've never given your life to Jesus right now, wherever you are, I'm gonna count to three. There's a simple kind of tab coming up in the comments section right now. It's a little hand, just hit the hand. Let us know God is speaking to you. But on the count of three, if that is you, I want you to let us know that you're giving your trust to Jesus today. You're transferring your trust to Jesus. You're giving Him your time. You're giving Him your life. You're giving Him your Hearts, In Jesus' name, one, God loves you, too. have the courage today to trust Him with your future, three, just let us know right now, say, yes, yeah, still, that's me, I'm giving my life to Jesus, come on, I believe that there are hands all across the world, all across the airwaves, right now in Jesus' name, I'm gonna pray a simple prayer with you, come on, repeat after me, say this, dear Jesus, I give you my life, I choose now to trust you with my heart and with my everything. Thank you, Holy Spirit, that you fill me now with the breath of heaven. In Jesus' mighty name, amen, amen. Hey, can we just say amen wherever you're joining us from? Can we just appreciate God moving in people's lives? And I wanna say if that was you today, we are celebrating with you. We are believing your best this morning for you. And so again, thank you for joining us in church. I'm gonna cross back to Pastor Mark Slev as we close out a great day in church. Be blessed, friends, and we'll see you next weekend in Jesus' name.